Hey ladies and gents and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry. Episode 91, as always, I'm joined by Jordan. Jared, if you piss me off, I will nail your ass to the wall. Should have seen uh, that coming. <laughs> uh, Dominic, as you just heard. Uh, praise the sun. And a uh, special guest, returning guest for like the 11 millionth time, Blessing. Hey, Smash is announced for Switch and the Nintendo Switch is now the top leading platform of all time. <laughs> top leading platform uh, top leading best platform. platform ever created um, all entertainment ever just. yeah so last week we had alex on this week we have uh the better half of okay beast blessing yep damn, i didn't damn, say that yep. same line last week nope um <laughs> so let's hop into what we've been playing it was actually a really busy week for me last couple of weeks bless have pretty much only been talking about monster hunter uh it's been the only game i've really been playing because i didn't have a whole lot of time so it was easy it for good? me to uh yeah, um, I wasn't expecting to hear that kind of question, considering everybody seems to have been talking about it at nauseum. Um, <laughs> I know. I just like asking. I'm, I'm in podcast host mode, and so usually I'm just, I just ask questions when people bring up anything. Settle yeah. down. Relax. <laughs> I need to chill. You're, you're our guest, Bless. Uh, yeah, I like <laughs> it. I'm new to the series, so that I'm not like a you know Monster Hunter alum. I'm really enjoying it. I've actually made like an impressions video on our YouTube channel um, talking about it. Uh, there are issues with it that I think... Because it's a it's a mostly mobile franchise. Obviously, they they had uh, console versions of it, but the last I think three or four iterations of the franchise have been on mobile, and uh, they've been very east audience focused. There's some things they can tweak for a western audience, even more so. Um, but I'm loving the game. Uh, the things nice. I the things I dove into more this week. Uh, I finally bit the bullet and purchased Into the Breach. I've been hearing about this game for the last two weeks at nauseum, and it's definitely not a game I would normally buy. Um, are you guys familiar with Into the Breach? No. You mentioned it. Yeah. yeah so it's a it's I a turn to you. it's a turn based uh, a turn based strategy game, but it's based on a set of tiles. So it's like a, a or grid map. It's a, like an eight by eight, and you basically select your your mech units. Uh, your team of three, and there's different uh, mech units that do different things. So there's like a big tanky guy. There's like a more tank. Uh, a mobile kind of unit and then there's more of a like an artillery uh, strike and you basically go onto these maps they have certain objectives on each map and they have random layouts and you have to protect um, these certain areas from the alien invaders which are like an insect race um, and it's basically a roguelike like you go through you'll die a lot and whenever you die you keep one of your three pilots to go on through the next version of the game and it has to do with time travel and stuff. You're kind of going back and taking trippy. a pilot back and trying it over again. Um, there's four different islands, and you unlock the second one once you complete the first one kind of thing. Um, but you'll always have that island unlocked in the future if you unlock it, if that makes sense. Um, I've only made it past the first island, uh, and I've been playing it for maybe 10 to 12 hours total now. It's very brutal. Um, and I think that's why I like it so much. It's a very hard game. Uh, there's a lot of learning you have to do. Uh, there's different enemy types. There's different strategies. There's bonus, uh, bonus objectives. So the main objective on each map is to survive X amount of turns um, and make sure you have enough energy in your reserve. And every time a building gets destroyed, you lose energy. So you're trying to protect the buildings from the aliens. 
Um, but at the same time, there's bonus objectives of, of like killing X amount of enemies or doing a certain task. Like, um, for instance, you know a turn before if an enemy is going to spawn in a specific square. So you can take your mech and stand on that square and prevent that animal or that alien from spawning. Um, but it does take a health away from you. So there's a lot of like micromanagement in it. Um, and it, the replay, um, the replayability in the game is huge because that's what it's centered around is you just going through and having these campaigns over and over again, getting better at it and upgrading the one pilot you kind of bring back. Um, yeah, it's, it's really fun. I'm enjoying it. Uh, there's a lot of deep systems in it. It's from the guys who made FTL. Uh, if you guys are familiar with that, it's like the spaceship game where it's kind of the same concept of running through a campaign over and over um, with random events that take place and you're trying to get your ship to the end of the universe, I think. I'm not super familiar oh. with FTL, but it was a huge indie hit and people loved it. And everything I've heard is that Into the Breach was a game that they made for people who loved FTL and people who didn't, which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, once I have a more digestible and like larger experience with Into the Breach, I think I'll dive more into it, but I'm, I, I can tell I'm so much on the surface level. Uh, I have, you know... I have like three other islands to explore and figure out different mechs to unlock different pilot abilities and stuff. So I'm barely scratching the surface. Um, so what you're saying is you need to go into the breach. Exactly. Uh, I love the art style in this game too. Um, it, it, it feels very much like FTL from what I've seen. Um, but like it's, it's pixely art. Uh, it's very beautiful. It's uh, very clean. Um, yeah. So loving that. The other game I wanted to talk about real quick is uh, Celeste. I finally beat Celeste. Um, so uh, Wolfenstein 2 is now on my list. Dumb. It's it's the next thing I'm tackling. It's my next uh, game I'm going to be playing. Uh, <laughs> blessing. Dom's been pissed off that I haven't gone and finished Wolfenstein 2 yet. So I'm pissed off too. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh shit! Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. I, I love the, the game. game. Is incredible. I love the game. It was just that when I got it... Uh, I think I purchased it in, like, mid-January or something. I'm trying to remember when I got it. Um, and then Monster Hunter came out, so I jumped on that. I've been playing that a bunch. Then Celeste came out, and I jumped in that a bunch. And I don't like to be the person that has, like, three games started mm. and I don't finish any of them. So I told Dom that once I finish Celeste, I would play uh, Wolfenstein, and I just haven't gotten around to completing Celeste fully until this week. Um, have you played Celeste, Bless? Uh, yeah, I have. I beat it, uh, and I've been trying to do the B-sides, and they've been beating me up, and so I love it, though. Uh, did you complete the core? No, no. I just did – I beat the main story. Um, okay. And so, yeah, right now I'm, like, currently just, like, trying to – I think I'm on maybe my third or fourth B-side level. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love the game a lot. I don't know where it sits currently in my game of the year list or whatever. I think it's way too early in the year, but it's going to be – I think it'll probably be on that list by the end of the year. Um, it's, it's up there as far as like the last like five to seven years, it's up there for me with Ori and, uh, Shovel Knight and like these amazing 2d platforming games. Um, wow. I've experimented with the B sides. Uh, I haven't like gone through and focused on trying to play through them and beat them. Um, the core is really interesting. So the core is an additional chapter you unlock in the game and you have to, uh, basically capture these four heart crystals, in the other levels, at least four of them, and there's eight other chapters to unlock it, and they're basically found in secret areas and doing these little hidden objectives. Um, so actually, when I completed the game and I rolled credits, I went back and got them, uh, got four of them, the first four you get, um, and then I went and finished the core. 
the problem I had is that I was right near the end of it, and this is the only time I I encountered an error like this in the game. Blessing, you can maybe let me know if you encountered any errors. I was finishing the uh, like one of the transition screens because you know like you yeah. you get through and you transition, and it gave me an error, booted me back to the home menu of the Switch. When I reloaded in, Ouch. I had a I was at the menu and I had to restart the whole thing over again. The only time it's ever happened in in that game, yeah, which is real unfortunate. I'm glad it happened, happened at the end of the game. Oh wow! Not happened during, twice. So not not during a transition screen, but as soon as I finish the level, like when it hmm. uh, when it pops up all your results, that's when yeah. it happens to me. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one that experienced this. But like I said, it didn't taint my experience because this happened in a post game level. Um, I I've talked about how I love that the the um, the dialogue animation is so much different than the actual gameplay, and I think it sets it apart and makes it really dynamic and makes you pay attention to the dialogue. Um, that's one thing that I think sets it uh, above Shovel Knight, is in Shovel Knight when you have dialogue screens, it's still like the the 8 to 16 bit uh, avatars, and it's kind of hard to like pull you out and focus on the actual dialogue in that, because you're like, ah, I just want to play a platforming game. But with this, they're very cartoony in the mm. dialogue boxes, and they actually... Um, break outside of those avatar boxes too at some points during the story and I think it sets it apart and lets you pay attention to the story uh, the characters I think there's very interesting characters I love Theo uh, like the random camper dude that's obsessed with taking selfies um, yeah I I had a blast with that game did you did you like it a lot or are you kind of middling on it oh no I, I absolutely loved it um, okay. I put it up there with, yeah with like games like Meat Boy um, I really enjoy difficult 2D platformers and I feel like this game did a good job of doing exactly what you said, like the having the gameplay and the story mixed in this kind of interesting way. The one thing I do wish is that, like, I, f- I felt like I wanted more story there. Like, once the game ended, yeah. I was like, yo, I want more of this. I want more of the characters. Like, I got more game after the game ended with the B-sides, and I, st- I started to do the core stuff. And there's a lot more game there, but I'm like, yo, I want more. I really wanted more story because I felt like it wrapped up pretty quickly. Um, but I don't know if that was just because I was so into it that like Invested, the time just yeah. flew by. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I agree with you. They it did a really good job of presenting characters I want to know more about. Uh, for me, uh, one of my favorite characters was Mr. Oshiro, the guy who runs the yeah. hotel, the ghost that runs the hotel. Um, I thought there was a lot of clever level design too. Um, I think they did a fantastic job. Uh, at the strawberries were an added. Uh, thing where, like you said, after the game, there's more gameplay there of like, oh, I didn't collect all the strawberries. Let me go through and collect them. Um, I do wonder it, how soon it'll be till we get a follow-up, like an expansion or a sequel. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a phenomenal game. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Whenever you hear a game come out of nowhere and people are like giving it tens and stuff, you're like, oh, is it really as good as people are, are saying? You know, especially when it's like a like an eight eight bit or sixteen bit game, you're like, well, is nostalgia weighing that at all? And mm. for somebody who doesn't really have a keen connection to older games like that, uh, and I, I love the art style. It's not something I, I yearn after though. Celeste was fantastic. Um, other than that, I played PUBG. Nothing much to report there. It got a new update, and it's running smoother. Still a lot they can fix with it, but I'm still enjoying myself with that game because it's just so good. The The moment-to-moment gameplay is stressful and fantastic. Um, but yeah, Jordan, what have you been playing? Um, so, did some more Grand Kingdom on the old Vita this week. Uh, correction from last week I was trying to figure out who made the game it is Monochrome Corporation they are a Japanese studio 
um, which is why it looks so Japanese. It's actually the um, the lead on the game was uh, former Vanillaware, and so that makes a lot of sense because it looks a lot like a Vanillaware game. Uh, but anyways, yeah, just put some more time into that, still enjoying it. Um, I wouldn't say it's the deepest strategy game, but it's still fun. The, uh, the play style and the combat is still fun, so enjoying that. Um, and then uh, finished up some shows this week. Um, just finished watching season five of Ruby uh, last night. Really oh, enjoyed that. Love. Um, not a big fan of Rooster Teeth in general, but I love Ruby. So, um, and yeah, they've. I think they've been um, certainly on the animation front. They've been making it better and better. This season looked really, really good. Um, but uh, as far as the story and characters and the actual show itself goes, I think it's also been getting better on that front. Um, so really excited to, to see more from that because I think they left it off on a really cool spot. Um, continued watching McMafia, enjoying that show as well. Uh, kind of been watching an episode a night, um, so it is kind of got its hooks in me, I guess you'd say. Uh, finished up season two of Outlander, or... Outlander, as I should say, in my mm-hmm. amazing Scottish accent. Um, what else? There is another one. Oh, I finally finished watching The Gifted, the X-Men show, and uh, it's solid. It's not uh, amazing, but I think it could... It's a little bit cheesy, um, just like, unfortunately, most superhero TV shows are live-action, at least, uh, which really sucks, but uh, it's still solid and could go in some really cool directions for season two. Uh, finished uh, Overlord Season 1 and then caught up uh, where it's at in Season 2. That's an anime. Uh, that is Japanese animation for the uninitiated. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Anything else? Uh, I feel like there was one more, but I cannot remember it. Didn't Rebels um, end? Oh, thank you, Jared. Thank you. That was the one <laughs> I was trying to remember. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, so we had the series finale of Star Wars Rebels on Don't Disney spoil XD. Bye. I will not. I am not one to spoil much. Um, it was very cool the way that they ended the series. Unfortunately, Star Wars Clone Wars was cut short so that they could ramp up into Star Wars Rebels when they uh, when Disney bought Star Wars. Um, so Star Wars Clone Wars was like, you know, they gave it the final sixth, sixth season, but it was only 13 episodes. Um, they had even started animating a couple other episodes, which they've released online, but they're like halfway done. It looks really crazy, and basically it just looks like shit. Um, and then they got to turn uh, some of the storylines that they never got to finish uh, one into a Darth Maul comic and one into an Asajj Ventress uh, book, novel. Um, and then, unfortunately, they also had character, design, character designs for Darth Revan uh, that never came to fruition, which would have made him a part of canon. Um, so that may be the biggest uh, sucky part of that. That is a tangent that I just went on. We're talking about Rebels. Um <laughs> I liked where they left off, and I liked that uh, 
there's I mean obviously there's going to be a million more stories in the Star Wars universe from here on out and they certainly left um, room for that and then there was this whole thing where everyone was saying you know um, certain characters like uh, Ezra and Ahsoka need to die by the end of it because why else would they not be uh, mentioned in the uh, original trilogy because uh, Rebels is right before episode 4 and that doesn't really make sense to me seeing as how this is about an entire galaxy's worth of uh, settings that we're talking about here um, so there's plenty of places for them to be where they're not fucking front and center um, so um, I wasn't really understanding why people were saying that but nonetheless um, I like I said I really like where they went with it um not really spoilers dom but a couple episodes before the finale they actually introduced the concept of time travel into the star wars universe um and they handled it well but this is a canon show and i'm wondering like there's a lot of shit that could be um that could be really weird about that moving forward in like you know mainline movies and stuff i don't i don't necessarily know that you should have opened that pandora's box so uh, it's just it's just a breath from you, Dom, huh? Just a breath. <laughs> it was a little yeah, weird. I mean, because I don't want to get into it, but that's kind of my problem with universes and canon and shit. We can have that discussion some right. other day, but um, yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to Rebels. I'm, I got stuff to finish Clone Wars, but I'm gonna get to that. Yeah, then, then we can have some more discussions about that, Jordan. I will say, uh, if you get a, get all the way to Rebels, season one is like that show is an absolute upward trajectory. <laughs> Um, by the, where they finished in season four, it was a way better show. Um, cause the first season was not up to snuff with what Clone Wars had been at, especially with the animation. Um, but in season two, they make some really good decisions. Like they, they, uh, basically cut Ezra's hair off so that he had really short hair instead of this like weird wavy blue shit, um, in this like th- cheap 3d CG that they were working with. So they, they started playing more towards their strengths and got away from some of their weaknesses. And so I would recommend that you kind of push through that. The show's still good during that first season, but there's just some stuff that, um, they've gotten a lot better at since then. And it ended up now at the end of the fourth season where I'm like, this was a great and awesome show, an awesome star Wars show. And I wasn't necessarily feeling that at the end of the first season. So glad to see that they, uh, left it on a high note. Dom, have you been continuing Persona 4? Yes, yes. Quite a bit, actually. I got, like, a, a bigger chunk of time into it since we talked last. It has not gotten worse. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, no I'm <laughs> just being a dick. No, it's it's getting better. Like, I just, like I said last week, I just enjoy talking to people and just interacting and, like, studying and working. It's weird. I can't explain Fucking this. Dom's all about them social links, Dom. <laughs> yeah. I can't explain, because, like, when I first first few hours after playing it i was like this game kind of sucks these dungeons like this dungeon is just fucking repetitive hallways and combat yeah it's okay and then but now yeah. i'm like that doesn't even necessarily change but it's all yeah like all the social stuff and all the outside stuff that's going on like not in the whatever they're calling the inner tv world or whatever is like holy crap i'm like really into it and it's it's got me and i can't really explain why but uh. So that's what's going on. It seems on. like uh, Persona 5 got a lot better at keeping the dungeon fresh and just the overall game in general. Because it is a long-ass game, and especially the dungeons, um, like in 3 and 4, they get extremely repetitive. Hmm. Um, so I think that's can been I make really a, Can I make a hot take? Hot take? 
I do. I love the I love the dungeons in Persona Four way more than Five. I hate the dungeons oh. in Five. Uh, but like that's the, the reason is because they did the thing where like the in Persona Four the dungeons are procedurally generated and so like you get a lot. It is very samey. Like it is like here's yeah. hallways and here's like here's another hallway that's just mixed around differently. And in Persona Five they decided to take the dungeons and do actual purposeful design and like make puzzles and make uh, problems that you have to solve my issue with my issue with persona 5 is that the problems that they give you to solve in that game i felt like were like not good problems to solve like it's very much mm. like they they gave they would give a puzzle and be like okay here solve this puzzle but the the solution to the puzzle would be okay do step one now do step two now do step three and it, it, i never felt like i was thinking like i never thought i, I never felt like i was like solving something i just felt like i was doing steps that they wanted me to take i was going over here pressing x going over here pressing x because the action button told me to do so um, so they didn't quite get there not all the way at least yeah and i i feel like in persona 6 like they, they could f- for sure like t- take it to the next level and like really because it seems mm. like with every with every um iteration they're going ham um but yeah like persona 4 i at least like the idea like i feel like when i first started playing persona 4 and when I first got into those dungeons, I was like, "What is this?" Uh, but by the time <laughs> exactly. I got, by the time I got a little bit further, I, I kind of—it's not that I grew to love the dungeons because I don't think I—I I don't think I ever like loved the dungeons. But I think I got to the point where I was like, "Okay, this is enjoyable from the idea of like it." I, I started to enjoy the grind. Is I is, is I think the thing, like you start to get into the flow of like leveling your character and being like, "Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill on this floor for a little bit and kind of just like take take dudes out and." kind of get to that repeti- repetition because i feel like they do a good job of making those battles uh making those battles fun the soundtrack and the different like once you start unlocking more moves it gets more interesting and, and all yeah, that that's stuff. that's what i was gonna say now i'm getting to the point where i actually have more personas and i'm uh fusing them and, and whatnot and oh yeah the card the card system uh is actually kind of really fascinating too um i'm like obsessed with like trying to get every last one off the table and get another sweep and i don't know it's just yeah. I, if you asked me like months ago, like if I would be into this game, I would have told you no, fuck off, type of thing. But <laughs> I can't even, I can't explain it. But it's, I really like it. So and it's Persona on Nita, seems, Nita Persona Lips, seems so. to be that game that pulls people in that wouldn't necessarily be into that. Also, another hot take for you, blessing. I think that uh, with this newfound popularity that you see in the Persona series with Golden on the Vita and now Five on consoles. I think the next Persona game we get is going to be a spinoff. I know that we have the dancing games coming, but I'm talking about, like, back in the day, they used to do a shit ton of Persona spinoffs that were, like, they were still JRPGs, but they weren't in the mainline series. So I think that's what we're going to have next. Is Are like, you talking, uh, like, Persona Q? Like, um, thing, or? See, no, that's like a, a first-person dungeon crawler or um, visual novel type deal, isn't it? Uh, I can't remember Cute. actually. I never played it. I um, think that's what that is. I'm talking yeah. about like they're gonna have a Persona style JRPG that feels like Persona Four or Five, but it's not called Persona 5, uh, Six. It's gonna be you know Persona um, Digital Soul or some crap like that, and uh, <laughs> it'll be it'll be because the the dancing games and the cues and the whatevers are fun, but like I think it'd be really cool now that they've uh, witnessed this um, rise in popularity in the West. I'd like to see them do a, a real JRPG. My, my prediction is that we see Persona Five Platinum or Silver or something like that on the Switch. Ooh. That's my prediction. 
it would be dude it would be awesome if it was digital soul but it was soul as in soul south korea and it actually didn't take place in japan it took place in <laughs> south korea wow <laughs> that'd be dope jared uh, i like it uh well, Dom, real, the real question who's best girl so far oh shit um so far i mean there's only been three that i've really interacted with but i think it's gonna be yukiko yep uh, there we yep. go there we go <laughs> certainly there we not, go certainly not chi um just, oh. I just can't. Um, then there's like the drama class girl. She, I don't know. There's something going on there. She's cool. She, I liked her too. I'm Yumi? interested in what her story is going on with uh, her mom and stuff. But I have yeah. to find out more. She has a really good story. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Is that it? That Only person. Uh, no. Other than that, I I finally finished the Call of Duty World War II campaign. Oh, cool. Uh, really good. It was really good. Um, it wasn't you know as over. I mean, it's World War II, so there's only you know they can't like send you falling out of a spaceship and Kit Harrington like grabs you by the arm and saves you. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's not as over the top explosions and craziness. Um, there's a few crazy scenes that are like uncharted level badass, but um, it's a little more uh, settled down and the story is really good though. Um, and the characters work really well together. So it was, it was pretty cool. Um, the gameplay is nothing revolutionary, but yeah, no, I really liked it. Um, still haven't played zombies. I want to get into a little bit of zombies. Uh, and I probably won't get into multiplayer at all, though. So it's too so, much else coming up. So who's best girl in Call of Duty? <laughs> Josh Dumel. Isn't that the guy who's in it? I think it's Josh yeah, Dumel. Josh Dumel. Yeah, yeah. Um, Some of the other voices. I want to look them up because a lot of the other voices sounded really familiar. Uh, yeah. But I yeah. couldn't figure it out. So, uh, Blessing, what have you been playing? Man of the Hour. I've been playing a lot of Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, I Hell just yeah. bought too, that huh? game. Yeah, I just bought that game like... Not just them. Have you seen the numbers? The numbers went up. They like gained, I think, over one hundred forty-seven thousand players over the last month, or something crazy. Shit. Wow! Yeah. yeah, I'm one of them. Uh, reason reason being is because my friends all of a sudden start. I guess my friends are also those numbers too, because they started playing uh, over like the last month and a half, and they just won't stop talking about it. And it went on sale recently on PSN. And uh, Alex Vanagan, who was on the show last week, he put a, he um he gave me twenty bucks. He like kind of went around <laughs> OKB's people and kind of he gave us each like twenty dollars in like credit uh, as like a he was basically like a like a, a, a so, not really a sorry because he didn't really need to say sorry, but like as a hey might be for uh, kind of like he's, he he hasn't been dropping the ball on it on anything, but he's been really busy with life and stuff, and so like. He's 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 kind of he kind of fell a, a little bit of a way about it, and so he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna give you guys each twenty bucks," and I was like, "Okay, well, awesome, thanks, sweet." And he's been trying to get me to play Siege, and so I was like, "You know what? Since he's giving me the money, I'm gonna go ahead and buy Siege." Uh, it's weird that that game came out like two or three years ago, and it's still full price. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was on sale, and I had the money, and so I only had to spend like twenty dollars of my own money because the game, for some reason, was still after all that, still like twenty bucks. Um, <laughs> been enjoying it i it's it's surprisingly fun uh i didn't think i would enjoy it this much i've been playing it non-stop when i get home every day um and it's weird trying to balance this game and kingdom hearts uh one which is a, which i've also been playing ah me um, too me too yeah dude that game is not aged the best in gameplay <laughs> that's what i was saying yeah <laughs> yeah um guys it's an it's an old early ps2 game, <laughs> yeah okay? you, you know what else nice. You know what else nice. is a PS2 game? Shadow of the Colossus, and I and I played that and game. And they had game. to remake it. Yeah, but they didn't touch the gameplay though. This is remade from the visuals, and so like it's still the same exact gameplay, still fun. There's still some aged stuff about it, but it's still. Yeah, but it's 
But it's also a way less complicated game than Kingdom Hearts. This is true. Yeah. I don't think Kingdom Hearts is anywhere near as bad as the control scheme in Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, it's worse. It's so worse. Oh, okay. I'm about to nail your ass to the wall. If you want to talk about control scheme, right? Shadow of the Colossus, triangles jump, right? And that makes sense because triangles the top If you're a fucking idiot. That makes. What's the jump button in Kingdom Hearts? Circle. Why am I pressing circle to jump? What what that, sense yeah, does yeah. that make? To because press because and jump okay, and press I, I can X explain that for you. I'm not X to yeah. because you're scrolling Please through your me. attacks. You're and so you're selecting the attack is what you're doing. Mm. You're selecting the attack out of the makes the command zero deck. sense. Zero okay, sense. Okay, well, yeah, triangle <laughs> for jump. Let's let's you agree to disagree. All, all of a sudden, Listen, it's like okay, I want to do a magic. How do I do? How do I do a magic spell in real time? Oh, I scroll down a menu on my D pad to magic and I click okay. magic. Well, you can just hit the shoulder buttons, blessing. Yeah, that's so intuitive. L one to, to do okay. like a quick menu oh, for your man. magic attack, and then I have to look at the menu like, okay, I want to do square for lightning. Oh, you cool! Know, this lightning attack does like two damage. You're talking shit about Kingdom like Hearts right now, and arguing. I'm just gonna have to filter you out. I'm just gonna have to filter no, it out. Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts is cool though. Like I, 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 I played it before, but I also played it in like 2010, and so like I still I played it late anyway, and so I still had the same kind of feelings about it that I that I do now. Back then I was more forgiving because I didn't get a PS3 until like 2011, um, and so like I had played PS3 games and I played more mo- modern games, but I never like really I hadn't really dipped into the PS3 generation by the time I played Kingdom Hearts one. Um, now I'm playing again to get a refresher, um, and because we're we're thinking about doing a podcast, like a Kingdom Hearts podcast. Um, oh shit! Which is going to be like the most. Sign it's going to be the the most suffer. Uh, what's the is there is there a verb or an adjective form of suffer? Yeah, it's like sufferable. It's, sufferable. That's the exact word, word I'm looking for. It's going to be the most sufferable podcast that I might do. Um, but no, I'm I'm. In reality, I'm enjoying it. I enjoy the story. I enjoy the crossover stuff. I enjoy all the Disney parts. Disney parts, um, and I heard 4K 60 too. FPS. Yeah, mm. no, I don't have a PS4 Pro, sadly. Um, mm, but I've heard good. Kingdom Hearts 2 has better gameplay, and so I can't wait to get Christy. to Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now because I never play Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, but Rainbow Birth Six Siege. Sleep, best combat. Oh, does it? Oh, dude, that's why I love Birth by Sleep so much. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I love about Birth by Sleep. But uh, I think the combat, and it came out after two, um, so yeah, I do think it has the best combat system. I played an hour of Chain of Memories, Rechain of Memories. Nah, dude, and that's a whole. Mm-mm. It, nah. man, that's you're literally scrolling through cards. You want to talk about bullshit scrolling through attacks? You're scrolling through cards to do your attack, and then Sora does whatever you just clicked on your card. It's ugh. And, part, and the, the thing that sucks is that I know I'm going to have to play it for this podcast series. And I'm thinking about, like, maybe just downloading a Game Boy Advance emulator and playing the Game Boy Advance version of it. I've never played that one, yeah. Because I feel like that might better play better. About that. But um, you won't be able to play it just in the collection because I think it's just the cutscenes on that one, I think. No, it's, it's in the, it's the Chain of Memories or Rechain of Memories. Yeah. The ch- original Chain of Memories isn't on, isn't on there, but Rechain of Memories is the actual, like, PS2 game. Which is the remake of the Game Boy game. Right, but some of the Kingdom Hearts entries in these collections in uh, oh, yeah, 1.5 yeah. plus 2.5 are just their cutscenes. Yeah, like, Recoded, I think, is just the cutscenes. And I yeah. think... Oh, yeah, Birth by Sleep might be... Actually, I'm not sure. I have no idea. There's another one that's, that's just the cutscenes. It's Kingdom um, Hearts, so of course it has to have some ambiguity uh, involved here. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> and I, I sound like I hate Kingdom Hearts. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, a, it's just a trek. Um, but Rainbow Six Siege is awesome. I will say, I've been playing it on PS4, and the mm. PS4 community might be one of the worst communities I've ever, I've ever played a game with. Um, not like not the not PS4 specifically, but the reason why I highlight PS4 is because I've been telling this to my other friends who play, and they've been saying the PC is much better. And so I'm just I'm just gonna keep it a PS4. I have a friend that gifted me the PC version just because I I mentioned the that um I'm not liking playing with the people. Um, because I have situations. <laughs> yeah, I'm having. It's weird because I play like I play Call of Duty and stuff with like outside of party right and so i've had my, my my not my mic on but my headphones on i can hear people talk and stuff um i play i play call of duty i played a lot of grand theft auto online um i played like overwatch and a lot of multiplayer games and rainbow six siege in my one week of playing i'm like yo these people are something else like uh i've had like teammates I've, multiple times actually have teammates kill other teammates just because they pissed them off i've had people on my team kill, kill me <laughs> just be, just because I wasn't doing something that I was apparently supposed to, um, and this is like in casual mode where I'm like, okay, well, this is my first time playing. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to learn the game and stuff. And people are just like ruthless. Uh, I've I've like played with like I've heard people talking on like headsets and like just like ripping into other people, just like saying saying like having those moments where you you read about people saying certain things online or you hear people saying certain things and, you're, and like I've had, it's I feel like it's been taken to the maximum uh, with this game for some reason. I don't know if it's just like it just happens to have been this week that I've been playing, where like a lot of talks people are no, on. They, but they recently announced, uh, they recently announced that they're going to be banning people for racial slurs and just detrimental oh, content God. to the community, uh, conduct to the community. Like it's a big thing for Rainbow Six uh, Siege right now. Yeah. Nailing asses to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. I have no idea why specifically this game. I don't know if it's just the hardcore nature of it being more strategic in this gameplay. Um, but yeah, it's the, the heat of the infiltration. It gets to their heads. Oh yeah, the heat of infiltrating is gets gets to people. Um, uh, real <laughs> I was quick, try, I was trying to make that more like innuendo ish, but I <laughs> real quick. Speaking of best girl, next time you log on, blessing. Go look at Twitch's character model and tell me that that is oh, Megan Batum. Oh, here we go. Tell Yo, me that that is Megan Batum. There are a lot of characters, both male and female, in Rainbow Six Siege, where I'm like, that's best girl or best boy. Is it best boy or best man? I guess best boy. Best um, boy. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't, Twitch, don't be... Dude, Twitch looks Twitch, like Megan Batum. I'm telling you. Twitch, that's a, that's yeah, a cover. She does She's a, a too. famous yeah. YouTuber. Like, Twitch looks exactly like that, like her. I think they used her as the character model. I'm telling you. It's weird. She looks Very awesome, uh, Jared. Do you need a you need a Twitch body pillow? Uh, no, 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 thank you, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, if that ever happens, kill me. Um, I'll send it to you, Jesus. Uh, yeah, sorry, that's all, that's all for else? me. Oh yeah, that's all for me. Okay, um, that's it for everything we've been playing. Uh, it's cool to see a bunch of people jumping into siege. I I got on the siege train last year. Um, so I'm kind of not necessarily over it. I hop in then, and, uh, then and now, now and then, however you want to say that <laughs> then and now, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. Just, I'm kind of over that like honeymoon phase with it, but it's cool to see a lot of people hopping into it and having a blast. Um, even though the community is kind of toxic, um, let's hop into the news. We have a couple of quick news stories and we have some, some beefier topics to talk about. 
Uh, so, um, Inside Xbox is going to be this monthly show that's returning. They used to have it during the 360 days. And then with the Xbox One, it kind of morphed into this weekly show with Larry Herb that was a bunch of basic announcements that didn't really ever lead to much, just simple things. Um, it seems like they're restructuring it into a monthly, uh, more like a higher production value project um, that they're going to have announcements probably for Game Pass and uh, Games with Gold and a bunch of other announcements. They said they're going to have sneak peeks for upcoming games and stuff. And, uh, yeah, they're just kind of revitalizing that show and making it more of an event every month. Um, the other news story is also uh, Xbox-centric. We finally got the release date and the price for State of the Gate 2. We've been wondering when we were going to get this information. Um, with the announcement of Inside Xbox, people assumed that that first episode that's launching in March uh, was going to feature the release date and price for State of Decay 2, but we ended up getting it through an IGN first. It's going to be costing $30, which people seem to have a weird stigma against it and are surprised. The first game was $30. It's, it shouldn't really come as no surprise. Uh, with a release date of May 22nd, so a couple of days before uh, Detroit Become Human, which recently got a release date uh, in May of May 25th. So um, look out for that. That game is also coming out to Xbox Game Pass, so if you're a subscriber to that service, you yeah. get to play it for 10 bucks a month, which is awesome. Um, the other news story here, uh, Ubisoft announced, uh, announced The Division 2 with more information coming at E3 2018. Uh, the only information they gave us uh, were the dev studios, and it's a bunch of Ubisoft uh, studios, Ubisoft Red Storm, Reflections, uh, Shanghai. You know, they have <laughs> hundreds of studios across the world. Um, the biggest bit of information in this announcement was that it's going to be running on an updated version of their Snowdrop engine, which was the engine that powered the first division, as well as Mario plus Rabbids. Um, so hopefully we get that Mario plus Rabbids sequel on the upgraded Snowdrop engine as well. Um, yeah, I wanted to mention the, the, the announcement of the Division 2. We're in a state now where Destiny 2 is struggling to re retain a player base. Anthem's on the horizon. There's a lot of these games of service games coming out, so this is a big announcement. We just recently talked about Rainbow Six Siege, and that's a game that they've kind of evolved over the years and just added new content into and pushed it into. So this is kind of different for uh, Ubisoft in terms of games of service. They're bringing out a whole new title. Um, and it's a, a cool little thing, seeing as this was the first game we talked about for this podcast. So 90 episodes later, uh, we get to talk about the sequel to that game, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think the last two news stories here are the ones I definitely want us to dive into a little bit more. The last one is going to be the Nintendo Direct, which we'll go through, which we have a lot to say about a lot of the announcements. This one isn't too crazy of a news story. We already knew Black Ops 4 was probably coming this year. It was Treyarch, uh, Treyarch's year. Uh, there was a weird, like, leak with James Harden from the Houston Rockets wearing a cap with the logo on it. Uh, the, the interesting thing about this news story is that it's shipping on October 12th. Now, off the bat, people are saying, you know, they're moving out of the way of Red Dead Redemption 2, um, you know, yada, yada, yada. The crazy thing is that Call of Duty is a franchise that was released in the first or second week of November for the last 11 years. So for them to change this... Hmm. I, you know, uh, just to for clarification and transparency, uh, before the show, uh, Dom and I engaged in a conversation talking about, you know, uh, people having this matter-of-fact opinion on, is it, you know, that uh, people are indeed moving out of the way of Red Dead Redemption 2, and is that necessarily the case, or is it just coincidence? Um, so there is a belief there of how, what, what exactly you want to take from it. Um, but for me, I think it's kind of, the evidence is there. You know, this franchise hasn't been outside of November for 11 years, and they moved 
a month beforehand, two weeks before the release of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I just want you guys to talk about it. Do you think, what's your opinions? Is this related to Red Dead Redemption 2? Is it kind of obvious that it, that it is? Uh, what's your opinions on the naming convention? Uh, the four I's instead of it being an I, you know, an I and a V for the Roman numeral four. Uh, oh, is which that is what it is? Yeah, which I it's telly marks. People think it's Roman numerals. It's just telly marks. I don't think they never said it was Roman numerals. So I don't know why people thought that it was. Um, but yeah, what are you guys' opinions on this Black Ops Four release date of October twelfth? I think it makes sense. I think it's very obvious that they're trying to avoid uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, which they should. Like I had a theory going into this year that uh, we weren't seeing any release dates. Uh, for spring from like anybody like if you if if you recall like we didn't have like we didn't we just got Detroit we just got uh, God of War we just got, we're now like now that we're in spring like we just got State of Decay too. Well, now that we're in spring we're finally getting spring release date dates which seems to be to be to be crazy except for the fact that like Red Dead Redemption two didn't get its release date until I think like a few weeks ago and that was the reason why I was like okay well we're not gonna get spring spring release dates until Red Flag Red Flag Red dead plants its flag somewhere because the the expected thing is for it to come out in the spring because they said spring um and now that they're out in now they've now that they, they've announced that they're out in the fall people can finally start being like okay now we can kind of solidify these plans get those announcements out there um you don't want to be anywhere near red dead because red dead is from rockstar and rockstar made gta and like and we all know gta is the best selling game of, of all time um, in terms of like gross and in terms of like in terms of mindshare right like when Red Dead comes out it's going to take up all mindshare websites are going to be making are making articles about Red Dead for weeks and months um, especially about like online if it has cheats in there it'll be cheats it'll be guide stuff tips tricks all that stuff um, and yeah IGN GameSpot Kotaku all of them are going to be stuck on Red Dead uh, content and will not have time for stuff like Call of Duty uh, post Red Dead Red Dead launch, um, and so yeah, I think it makes sense. I think it's it's interesting uh, to see that the only thing that was able to make them move is Red Dead. Um, I don't. Did they? Mo- do you r- recall? Did they move for Fallout Four? Uh, no, they didn't. Nah. They didn't move for Fallout Four. Yeah, um, uh, that's crazy to me. It not not so much. Like I think Fallout Four definitely is different enough uh, that it doesn't have to warrant. <laughs> you know moving out of the way i think it's hmm. it's it's very different than gta i mean that's a modern a modern take on video games in the open world as opposed to like post-apocalyptic you know what i mean whereas like red dead is a shooter and call of duty is a shooter the the conversation i want to pivot to dom real quick because i know dom is <laughs> has has his own opinions on this but i think dom the, the biggest question here is i think people take this as uh you know activision being scared and i don't think it's necessarily scared i think you know strategic yeah the only time the only time that activision's call of duty series has been outsold in a year was gta 5 and there is something to say about momentum right and if you're able to release two weeks before a release like red dead redemption 2 and track and gain enough traction and momentum over the course of two weeks to get that install base then you don't really have to worry about launching afterwards right it's all about that momentum beforehand yeah there's definitely some probably marketing advantages you can get by going early um I just, and I'm not even saying that, like, you're wrong. It's certainly at least a part of it. Like, I yeah. can't really deny that. That's definitely a factor. Uh, Red Dead is a factor in uh, the release date of other games. And even for Call of Duty. Um, my biggest point was, I just, 
I'm just hesitant, and I'm a little weary. Like, this is still only Red Dead Redemption. This isn't GTA 6. Um, you know, and even Fallout 4, which was actually a good example I hadn't thought of, didn't didn't affect Call of Duty. I just don't want to, like... I think we're just giving it a little too much power to Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, it's yeah. it's a Western. GTA is... I mean, it's, it's a longer-running franchise, one, and it's a genre um, that more people, I, I would say, are interested in, especially kids, and I don't know. Yeah, but you have to think has a broader reach. You have to think about the marketing, though, right? When the first trailer comes out, it's going to say from the makers of GTA Five. Yeah, I know, and I'm just I just want to point out like this is a Western game. You know what I mean? It's still even like a Skyrim or a fantasy game is a little more. I'm going to say like general appeal. Yeah, yeah, for lack of a better word, yeah, nerdy and less general appeal than GTA, which is you know I mean that has a lot of general appeal, right? That's like. A lot of people buy their console for just GTA and Madden, right? As we always say. And I'm not saying, like, maybe this was the one thing that caused Call of Duty to be like, oh, now we know Red Dead is end of October, so we're going to pivot and come out a couple weeks before. But that, I'm not saying that's impossible. Um, yeah. I'm just, like, questioning the absolute, um, the absolutism people have about it. Just, oh, that's it. That's it. That's exactly it. And I think there's a lot else you could look at, too. We don't have uh, a destiny 2 coming out this year like we did last year we don't really know what's going on with destiny um or what else activision might have going on i i just think there could be there's a lot of other factors too that are playing into this um, yeah it's just and it's just a little reactionary to me to automatically just pin it perfectly on that um and ultimately i guess i'm i'm just like i'm like that annoyed guy on forums who's like forgetting that everything everyone says is in my opinion without them actually yeah. having to state that right because yeah. yeah i know we're all just saying in my opinion and speculating <laughs> yeah. i just wanted to remind my everyone and myself like yeah this is still speculation right we don't well, know we'll never know it's it's just crazy for call of duty though because it is a franchise that has released like clockwork for 11 years in november you know and for them to change their date and yeah. like people forget like i just previously stated the only time call of duty's been outsold in a year uh since uh modern warfare 2 was gta 5 so it's like maybe they understood that, like, we can't compete with these guys, you know? And uh, the other thing is that Black Ops is Call of Duty's best-selling franchise. So it's weird exactly. that if you, yeah. this would be, like, if this was World War II, it'd be like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. You know what I mean? People may be tired of World War II games. But for them to even do this with their biggest sub-franchise of their franchise is pretty crazy. Um, I think we'll have more a more under uh, a more deeper understanding of this when we get the release date for Battlefield and a lot of these other fall titles. If Spider Man ends up being a fall title, how early is it? Is it late summer? Um, once the like the picture kind of comes into focus a little bit more, I think we'll understand if people care that much about Rockstar's name because, like you said, Red Dead Redemption Two won't sell GTA Five numbers, um, but that marketing of it being Rockstar and from the makers of GTA Five. How much does that appeal to a general audience who maybe isn't into westerns, but they see that it's from the people that made GTA Five, and that trailer also includes online, like being a cowboy online and stuff. It's it's gonna be interesting to see how that all plays out in marketing. Um, I'll 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 send it off by saying I would I'll bet a paycheck, uh, no matter what, without a, a second of hesitation, Black Ops Four outsells Red Dead Redemption Two handily. Oh, I'll handily. take that. I'll take that bet. All right. Oh, I like it. The, You're I'll putting your paycheck. On the line. No, not sure. a picture. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I think that I think there's something to be said that like I think in terms of the way 
the majority of people think when it comes to like GTA and Red Dead and video games and video games in general, right? The average consumer. I think the average video game consumer is a lot more cognizant about the industry than they were like ten years ago or even five years ago. I think a lot of gamers are very, um, like even casual gamers are very uh, in tune. And so, like when they see when they see Rockstar, I think there's a certain expectation. I think the fact that this is the second Red Dead Redemption gives certain expectation of like, oh, I played the first, I or I played or at least heard or at least seen people play on YouTube the first Red Dead Redemption, and it's basically GTA with cowboys. Um, I think I think that'll resonate with people super hardcore. So let's let's spice up. I'm this confident bet. about it. Let's spice up this bet. Let's say if if Dom's right, okay, Blessing has to. Play... Platinum Kingdom Hearts. No, no, oh, we God. don't want to make it that crazy. <laughs> Blessing has to. Blessing has to record himself playing the first fifteen minutes of Dark Souls. That's easy. I, right, I, yeah, I, okay. I, I fun give too. me some. Give me something difficult. Give me some, <laughs> something. Something difficult. I want, okay, that's that um, a bullshit ass bet, Jared. I'm. I'm just trying to think of something <laughs> off the top of my head. Uh, okay. Uh, do you own any of the Dark Souls games, Blessing? I own Bloodborne, you and own that's Bloodborne. about it. Yeah. Okay. What's what's like the the third or fourth main boss? I do not know. Uh, Bloodborne? Bloodborne. I don't know anything about that game. So. Cleric Beast is. Gas Goine. After that. Oh, here, Vicar okay, Amelia. Here, is here like I, got I got it. I got it. Yeah, I Blessing. think Vicar Amelia. Blessing, I got it. If you lose, you have to record yourself playing Bloodborne for the first time. And playing up until you defeat the second boss. All right, I that's, know a, that. that's a lot, man. That's <laughs> all right, whatever. But okay. yeah, that's like hours. That's yeah. hours of gameplay. Okay, first I mean, boss. I'm confident we'll do, in this. We'll, we'll do first boss. We'll do first boss. Uh, Cleric know, Beast. What, uh, blessing. What do you I'll What do you have it. for him? Uh, what do you have for him? Uh, uh, um, what's something you own, Dom, that haven't played? Do you own like? Because I don't want you guys to spend money on this bed. Well, if it's good enough, I mean... He just put his paycheck down! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How about this? Uh, you have to purchase the rare replay and play... How long is Jet Force Gemini, Blessing? Ooh, it's, it's long. Uh, how about how about he has to... Probably like to, 20 hours. He has to You play, have to... Okay, sorry. So, there... So, there is... There's a... There's a... There's a stopping point in Jet Force Gemini. Uh, where like it's kind of like you kind of have to beat the game twice in a sense. It's kind of like near where there's multiple playthroughs. Get finish the first playthrough of Jet Force Gemini. That's like that's okay. probably like five six hours. Okay, and then how about this? For the sake of uh, time and like to increase the likelihood that we actually come back to this agreement, mm. we'll say whatever whichever sells better in 2018. Yeah, by yeah. the end of the year. Okay. Final numbers. Yeah, final numbers for the year. That's when did when 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 do these come out again? Call of Duty is October twelfth and November uh, October twelfth and October twenty sixth. So we already have a two week advantage for Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, I'm confident enough. I'll take it. I, I'll take it. Yeah, I'm fine with this. That. Is interesting. We got to do I'm more of this, that. Jared. Cleric Beast is not well, that it's, bad. It's easy allies bets. Uh, yeah. So that's the bet. So if Blessing wins, Dom has to play through Jet Force Gemini. If Dom wins, Blessing has to defeat the first two bosses in Bloodborne without ever playing the game before. Um, <laughs> and you don't have to record it if you don't need to. That was just an extra thing I threw on there. Oh, no, I'll, um, I'll stream it. I'll let the world see. Okay. <laughs> get some get some, yeah, some subs yeah, out of it. You heard least. it here. First, first <laughs> controlled interest bet. Uh, let's hop into the big news real quick. Um, we're running out of time, so we'll go through these. Um, obviously, we're going to be talking about some things specifically for a while. 
so the Nintendo Direct happened today, the day of recording this. Uh, we didn't know what we were going to get uh, going in. We knew it was 30 minutes. We are going to have Switch news. We we're going to have 3DS news. As far as the 3DS um, announcements, most of them weren't really interesting, so I don't think we need to spend time on them, but I'll go through them real quick. WarioWare Gold, uh, coming out August 3rd. Uh, Dead Heat Breakers, I think it's Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers, uh, releases on May 24th. Uh, Mario Plus Luigi uh, re release port thing is scheduled for 2019. Uh, Detective P Pikachu got uh, an amiibo and a release date of March 23rd. And the biggest 3DS headline uh, is obviously the Luigi's Mansion port uh, that comes out in 2018, no specific date. Obviously, it sucks it's not coming out on Switch, but there's that for people who are excited. Um, I don't any of us have anything crazy to say about that. Um, Let's hop into the Switch uh, news stories here. Uh, so first off, Kirby Star Allies, which is coming out a couple of weeks, uh, and March 16th, uh, got the announcement that you can play as King Day to Day, as well as Meta Knight, and a bunch of other characters. It's going to be receiving, it's going to be receiving free updates with other characters in the Kirby universe uh, to play as and have fun with. I'm not familiar with all of them. Um, they they you know announced them, but I think King King Day to Day and Meta Knight are the most popular ones out of all of them. Um, next up, we had the announcement that Okami HD was making its way over in the summer of 2018. Uh, awesome for people who are really excited for Okami. Uh, it's cool that this game has gotten a second breath of, uh, second breath of air, essentially. Yeah, second breath of wild. Uh, with its ports over to the Xbox huh. One and PS4 mid last year, I want to say, or late last year. Um, and then obviously now the Switch port. Uh, next up, we had Sushi Striker Way of Sushido coming out June 8th. Looks like a fun little indie game. I'm um, interested to see the price point on that. If it's like sub 10 bucks, I might hop in. It looked really fun. Um, one of the things, you know, everyone made their Nintendo Direct predictions. One of the things I, not so much predicted, but I wanted, was an official title for Project Octopath Traveler and a release date. And we got both of those things. Uh, it's going to be called Octopath Traveler. Cool, they just ditched Project, what they should have done from the beginning. It's coming out July 13th, which is the same as another title we're going to be talking about soon. And they showed off two new characters. Um, they also showed off the ability that whatever class the character starts as, you can dress them up with class items from a different class and make them a hybrid in battle, which is really interesting. Uh, I'm excited for this game. I'm really stoked. I think uh, are all three of us day ones or at least interested in getting it uh, near release? Pretty much. Yeah, what about you, Blessing Octopath Traveler? Is it ringing any bells? Yeah, I, th I think that's not. I think that's going to be a day one for me. That game, I played the demo and it looks really cool. It, it's it played very cool also. Yeah, the biggest concern is price point. Uh, this, uh, what was the game we were talking about, Jordan, before the podcast that came out at fifty and kind of killed it? Yeah, Lost, Lost Sphere. Sphere and I Am Setsuna. Setsuna was forty, Sphere was fifty, and those games to me should be thirty. Yeah. I hope for a 30 or 40, it's going to be a real shame to me if it's like 50 or 60, but hopefully they'll they'll do right by gamers. Um, the next one is Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. Um, I don't know if any of us have any familiarity with the franchise, but they basically talked about how it's coming out in 2018. They announced that the, you know, the game is going to be Travis going through seven different games um, that look entirely different from one another, and each one of these games is going to have its own end boss. Um, the art style looks really interesting. Um, I'm not familiar with No More Heroes at all. I don't know if any of you guys are, but... Um... Oh, dude, I am so familiar with No More Heroes. Oh, nice. It, no More Heroes Travis Strikes, Strikes Back looks so cool. I wish it was No More Heroes 3, but this I'm for sure going to get. Yeah. It looks so good. It's it's interesting. It's one of those games that like I could pick up on a sale or something, but it's not... For me, not having the attachment to the series, it's a little 
too obtuse for me to you know jump into and get hyped about. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of get hyped moment though, one of my favorite uh, parts of the direct was when they announced the Dark Souls amiibo. Uh, oh yeah, which Solaire of Astera, uh, Astera. Praise the sun. Astora, Astora. Yeah, Astera's the the hub in Monster Hunter World. Really weird. They're getting <laughs> a, a Dark Souls amiibo. Really strange. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just odd. They also announced there's going to be a, te- a multiplayer test that people can jump into before the release of the remaster, um, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure Jordan and uh, Blessing don't have anything much to say about that amiibo, but I know what Jordan has a lot to say about, and that's Mario Tennis Aces. Woo, boy! Yeah, we're we coming this summer. Yep. Oh, you're hyped about it, too? <laughs> Dude, I fucking... I don't play sports games but if they got mario in front of them i play that shit because i love mario tennis i've been banging the drum that this is going to be my game of the year like because i'm with with you on mario tennis mario tennis is a classic game yeah dude in 64 are you kidding me yes um so so especially i didn't even play it because it got such bad reviews but um mario tennis smash i think it was on the ultra smash Ultra Smash that was getting like threes and fours. I was like, God damn it, because I was hyped on that game and then ended up not picking it up because of the reviews. And so that makes this one even more sweet. So I am ultra hype. Yeah, we got the announcement of 15 characters, uh, some weird additions, Chain Chomps in it, which is like kind of, kind of <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um, I saw someone say, uh, retweet if you support this Chain Chomps uh, aspirations in the field of tennis. I was like, that's what's up. up." Um, Yeah, so they announced 15 new characters. They're going to have a pre-launch tournament as well to check out the game and test it out. Um, My biggest concern with it was when they first brought up motion controls for the zone shots. I was like, ugh, Nintendo. But thankfully later on in the trailer, they said there's a classic mode. I seem like also there's probably... alternate uh controls for not having to use the motion controls uh, but they did show off that you can indeed use a joy-con as a real ten uh tennis racket which is uh something i was hoping that would be dead uh cue the... i think that's the way it should be i mean yeah. i mean with the way that they've been supporting joy-con unfortunately you can't actually turn it off in mario odyssey but um just the fact that they've had it around i do like the fact that most of the games that it's in it's very optional and so, yeah, I mean, a tennis game, like, that's basically like having Wii Tennis on the Switch in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the that's the thing that came to my mind when I saw that. I was like, okay, that's going to get the crowd that loved Wii Tennis and Wii Sports. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be awesome. I, I have two concerns with Mario Tennis Aces. First being that there was no Pauline. That's very worrisome for me. You got you got to okay. you got to shove Pauline in more of these games. Mario Odyssey was was a success. Well, Pauline she could be in, but they didn't show game. her. They didn't show That's her. That's true. Be. Yeah. It's 15 characters. Like, I would assume Pauline's part of that 15, maybe. I hope. The thing Dude, I want what is... if she's, like, they have a little stage going in the stadium and, and she's, she's, like, singing, singing a song? Oh, yeah. I'd love it. Yeah. I'd that's, love it. See, that's the... That's, so that's my other concern is that there was no, like, Mario Odyssey, like, anything. And what I want from Nintendo is for them to start, start just, like, making that... At least for th- this generation until there's another big Mario game that comes out. Start making that the aesthetic for Mario, right? Like... Mario, no, like, we'll get we'll get into this later because uh, there was another announcement at the end. But like, I want Mario Ma- uh, Mario from Mario Odyssey, right, with the with the Cappy and all that stuff to be like sure. Mario's representation 
going forward. Because, like, imagine a new Dog right. City. It, actually, did they announce? No, this is for Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Imagine a uh, Mario Odyssey level or New Dog City level like for Mario Tennis Aces. Yeah. Like a court. Oh, right? Or like a moon court where, like, there's zero gravity. Or, like, um, what was that nice. dragon? That The level with the dragon in Mario Odyssey. Fallen imagine Kingdom. that as a court. Fallen yeah. Kingdom, right? Like that. Or, like, so imagine playing a tennis match <laughs> in Bowser's backyard in that Japanese style Bowser's kingdom. Uh, Come dude. on, son. Dude. Come on, son. Give it to me. You're going to get poached from, like, uh, the Nintendo developers to come work for them. Or something. <laughs> I'm yeah. saying. Imagine if. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, Miyamoto, come here. Let me, let me talk to you real quick. I <laughs> think this... Spoilers for the rest of this direct. Why the fuck did we not get an Odyssey expansion announcement? What the fuck? I man? think that's a good... That's a that's probably a D3 thing, you know? Mm, that far, okay. though? Okay. Yeah. After the yeah, game? Uh, yeah. I mean, the Zelda DLC... The, Zelda, the meaty DLC didn't come out until December, right? Yeah, and it was year. annoying as shit. Sure. Yeah. That they did it like that. So... I, I yeah, know. and at least we knew from the beginning, too. We knew, like, when the game was coming out that there wasn't a B DLC. I feel like it's weird that, like, they're... Yeah, they we don't even know. Game, and they haven't said anything about DLC. Yeah. Cause the, but they, they have supported it with the fucking Luigi balloon, balloon. bullshit. It's like, yeah. come on, man. Come on. It's like, yeah, just put the asset of him in the game, but don't let us use him. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of Super Mario Odyssey content, though, we finally got one of the announcements I've been hoping for, one of the ports I, I personally wanted, uh, which was Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Um, it's yeah. coming July 13th, which, uh, like previously stated, is the same release date for Octopath Traveler, so a pretty expensive uh, day there. Um, it's going to have new levels from Super Mario Odyssey, including a new Donk City level, which looks really cool. They also showed off uh, co-op mode. So one, if you split a, uh, split your Joy-Cons apart, one person's going to be controlling uh, Captain Toad, and the other one's going to be like throwing fruit at enemies and stuff. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, next up, we have uh, a collection of third-party ports. So we have Undertale, which didn't get a release date. It just said eventually. Uh, I don't know if Blessing is excited for that. I know he loves Undertale. So are you going to be oh, playing dude. Undertale again on Switch? Yes, 100%. This is going to be the third time I buy this game, and I'm not even <laughs> going to feel bad about it. They deserve every penny. That yeah, game look, is awesome, and Undertale especially portable. It's the awesome. thing is, is Nintendo gave Undertale the moment in their direct. PlayStation put it in a pre-show. The disrespect. Yeah, right? Yeah. I do love, though, that every trailer they've had, like, every announcement they've had for, like, each different platform has been super creative and super, like... Unique. Kind of, yeah, unique. Like, the first, like, this, the PlayStation one, it was like, hey, we're gonna show off this crazy uh, monster truck kind of thing, and then all of a sudden, explosion, and it's Undertale. Um, yeah. And this one, it was like, just like, oh, why are the lights off? And they turn it on, it's Undertale all of a sudden. Um, and then they do the funny thing of they do the whole joke thing, which I'm not gonna repeat because I am bad at repeating jokes. But it was it was pretty fun and unique. Uh, the other port we got, uh, well the other one of the other couple ones, uh, was Little Nightmares, which is a really cool game that released last year. It's a 2D platformer, very strong horror aesthetic. It was in my top ten for game of the year last year. It comes out May 18th. I really love that game. There's DLC that's coming out for it that's gonna be included in this version. Um, and like Jordan, a lot of people have been waiting for this to make its way to the Switch. Um, you know, it's it's tough, Jordan, as we see these directs and we don't see any sign of Hollow Knight. It's Hollow really upsetting. Hollow Knight Switch. Hollow yeah. Knight Switch. Um, this is going to drop but randomly. I think. have faith. I think so, yeah. Just today, I purchased Owlboy Switch, which I, I was waiting on for fucking ever. So. Awesome. Have faith. Uh, have faith. Uh, Fractured But Whole South Park is coming out April 24th. Another port with DLC included. Um, one of the more surprising ports, Crash Insane Trilogy, coming out July 10th. 
Um, there's mixed reports, which we can assume are true, that it's also coming out on Xbox One and PC that same day. So it seems like PlayStation had a little bit over a year of exclusivity, about a year and a week. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if Activision continues that with the rumored Spiral Trilogy as well as if it gets a year exclusivity. Also the rumored new Crash title in development. Um, I don't know, that, that one's going to be tough to see if that's not permanently exclusive for PlayStation, but the way it seems it's probably just going to be year as well. Um, the port everyone wanted, Hyrule Definitive Edition, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, sorry, Shit, bro. Uh, comes out May 18th, the same day as Little Nightmare, so tough purchasing decision there. Um, <laughs> playing, playing, buying that game again is going to be a little nightmare. Yeah, right. Yo, just a quick shout yeah. out to how much shade Jared throws on a daily basis or weekly basis on this podcast. I love it. I love it. <laughs> hey, man, you got to throw shade sometimes. Everybody gets well, a little hot clever. in the sun. <laughs> when it's clever enough, then it's always welcome. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Arms Online Open. I don't know why they just didn't call it with Arms Wide Open, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Arms Wide Open. With Arms Wide Open. Uh, yeah, it's an Jesus. online open that people can uh, participate in. They're also doing another like um, arms test so people can jump in. I think they're just trying to build the audience a little bit more. Um, we thought they were going to end on this Splatoon 2 news, which is a version 3.0 which includes new gear, stages, rankings, uh, single-player expansion, which is really cool for fans of Splatoon 2, called Octo Expansion, the Octo Expansion, which features a new character called Agent 8, and you can try to figure out her backstory. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if you're a... We're not really huge fans of Splatoon uh, Blessings, so I don't know if you have anything to say about this update to Splatoon 2. I will say, because I don't care about Splatoon, I, 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 <laughs> Splatoon needs to get on my face. I'm really tired of seeing it everywhere. But... <laughs> I will say that this trailer was dope. The beat, like the music for this trailer, th- is this the Octo one that we're talking about, or is this a different one? Yeah, Octo expansion. Yeah. Yeah, the Octo, the, the Octo music was off the chain. Okay. Um, like I was, not, I was like nodding my head at, so, at work. So then they did the classic thing where he's like, "That's all we have for today." Except there's one more thing. Then Squid Girl and Squid Boy, uh, Squid Boy pop up on screen, and they start fighting in this like very white backdrop area with their paint splattering everywhere. I immediately assume that this is going to be them in Smash because everyone anticipated that they'll be the new additions, the reason to make a new version of it. Um, that's exactly what we got. They're playing around, ha ha ha, and then Squid Girl is running after Squid Boy and the lights are dim, and then it gets real quiet and she starts seeing a glow behind her and she turns around and you see the reflection of the Smash logo in her eye. And My then it, heart. Yeah, and then it cuts to all of the Nintendo characters looking like very intimidating and like... You know, it looked uh, like a not even intimidating, like sinister. Yeah, they're, look, they're like, I'm, "We're going to kill you." Is yeah. <laughs> the look they're giving to the? To it looked things. like it was produced you squid by bastards. It looked like it was oh. produced by Bandai Namco. Like this is even like a Dark Souls reveal. You know what I mean? It was very weird, like very ominous. And then you see Mario, and then you see Link, who people have by frame by frame analysis noticed that it's Breath of the Wild Link. Um, which people are assuming that means it's a new version of Smash, which isn't necessarily the case. If they're porting this game over, they probably want the Switch version of Link in the game. So I don't, I wouldn't I, say it's a new game. To, to add to that, though, because I'm, I'm one of the people who's in the camp of like, oh, this is a new. I have a lot of thoughts on what this is. This is as far as like a Smash title, because I think it's going to be framed as a new Smash. Because I feel like if it's a, if it's a port, then they can't just come out and just announce Super Smash Brothers on the Switch. Because that's misleading. Because like if it if it's Smash Wii or Smash for Wii U, right? Like it's it's like if they came out with with Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, but they just announced it as Mario Kart. Uh, It'd be great if they Switch. called it 
Smash Brothers for Wii U for Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah, now that's see, now that's also weird. But that lend, yeah. so that that feeds into my theory that Smash for now on, or at least for the time being, isn't really going to be thought of as n- new entries per se. It's a platform. It's, it's a platform exactly, and so yeah. like Smash for Wii U and Smash for 3DS, right? This one's just gonna be called, I assume, Smash for Switch or something of that nature, and it's going to be the same game. Same kind of feel, same kind of, same kind of everything, but an up, like a very updated version, kind of like how Smash has always been, but not. I don't think it was, it's going to be to the degree of like Melee to Brawl and Brawl to Smash Four. I think you, it's. it's go ahead. Uh, for this version, do you think they're resetting the roster then? Because then, what's the point for? I don't. I don't see this game launching if they're not going to call it a port. How do you think they're going to, you know, include all of the characters that the Wii U version had at the end of its life? I get a lot of characters. Yeah. Maybe this game's just going to have that whole roster to begin with? Because I don't think so. I think the I Squid Girl and Squid know. Boy are going to be the quote-unquote new additions, you know? It's going to be like the base roster, and then they'll add characters over time. I think I think it'll start with... like I, I mean, I don't think it'll be a thing where it's going to be additive over... Actually, I guess... I think it's going to be the same as Wii U, right? Where they start with like the huge roster, and then like there'll be some DLC characters, like your Reuse and your uh, Clouds and all that stuff. I don't know if this roster is going to be the same roster as Wii U. That's the thing I'm trying to wrap my mind around because I think for this Smash to be all we, all we want it to be, it has to be that roster because this, the Wii U roster is the best roster of all time of any game I could ever think of. Like Cloud, yeah. Wii U, Pac-Man, Sonic, Mario, um, uh, Wii Fit Trainer um little mac like all these different icons i don't know why i mentioned we fit trader but all these different icons like, you just said icons <laughs> after we yeah. fit trainer we fit trainer like the the dog from the freaking um uh gun game whatever it's called you um, get into the bottom of the duck, barrel the duck hunt dog like mega man it's great like that roster is absolutely insane and i everything in me hopes that they keep that roster and they're just like okay here's we're gonna build off off this roster but at the same time like i feel like that's also it's also asking a lot and it's asking for a lot of characters if you want them to be additive and it's asking for like licenses yeah licensing and all that stuff so i honestly have no idea how they how they would do it um the amiibo leads me to believe that solaire might be in smash eventually which is crazy that would be crazy also daryl the um Earlier this week, there was that um, the tweet from the person from CD Projekt Red saying that Girl is going to be in a game later this year. Which is more likely Soul Calibur Six, but yeah, Soul Calibur Six. It's Kingdom Hearts Three. We know it. Okay. (laughs) Soul Calibur Six is the most likely, right? Right under that, we have Monster Hunter as like a costume, right? But Red Dead could be Smash. Red Dead. (laughs) Smash Smash is like the third option. If it's if it's not those two, it has to be Smash. Uh, Okay, I think the Bethesda stuff. It's all gotta be in Smash, right? Like uh, the the Skyrim Dragonborn oh. guy, right? The Doom guy, right? I'm Doom assuming we're gonna get a Fallout port on Switch, like Fallout Three or something. So the Fallout guy, you know. The, I think the, the Fallout one's the least likely. I could Fault see Dweller. the guy from Doom, and I could see the the Dragonborn. Yeah, you see a Fallout guy in the, the cart. Yeah, the, 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 the Fallout guy, the I cartoon guess, guy. I guess yeah, or that guy, oh, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the Vault Tech guy. The oh, Vault yeah. Tech, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see what's going to happen with Smash. Uh, any closing thoughts, guys, before we head to what we're going to be playing? Smash the Dunst. Smash the Dunst. Hashtag Smash the Dunst. I, I will go, say that the dude. Smash reveal, maybe the, 
I don't want to say the best review I've ever like, I've experienced Whoa. because I'm sure there are others, but this one was a very good one. I think my heart was, was pounding. I think it was, was very clever for, for them to for them to lead in with Splatoon two, and then we're like people are like ah oh, more Splatoon two news, yeah. Ugh, you know. Just and then like, it's like nope, just the, the the, the lights just go off in the eyes, like you hear the fire, and then you the, the they have a sound effect like the widening up sound effect of like the. Uh, then like you see the, the logo in the eyes of the, then the fear of the squidling looking at Mario and Link about to just murder them like it's amazing. It's I just so good, dude. I thought I was gonna hear like the from software voiceover. And it's like all innocence was lost. <laughs> you know, like oh man, <laughs> it was super cool. Um, let's talk about where we're gonna be playing though. So for me, Wolfenstein Two, Dom. I'm gonna be playing Fuck, Wolfenstein Two finally. Uh, yeah. Uh, into the breach as well. I don't think anything crazy comes out this week, but in the next couple of weeks, we're getting a way out and Far Cry Five and Nino Kuni too. So a bunch of can't wait for bunch Far of Cry. Titles. Can't wait for Nino Kuni. I think I'm actually going to be splitting the purchase of a way out with one of my friends because he really wants to play through it. And obviously, when you buy it, you get a copy to give to somebody like you. They get oh, ownership right. of it. So ah. um, that's pretty be cool. great if whoever actually bought the copy just gives it to somebody else. <laughs> well, that's why I'm purchasing it. I'm in charge. Uh, yeah. So for me, me, Wolfenstein 2 and Into the Breach. Um, I also got invited to the uh, the Hunt uh, Alpha, which I don't know if you guys remember. We talked about it a while ago. It's the 2v2v2 uh, game where there's three teams that spawn on a map and you have to find clues to hunt this monster on the map, but you also have to hunt each other. Um, it's a very interesting concept. Is this concept. Hunt Showdown? Hunt Showdown, yeah, that's the new name. Okay. Yep, yep, you're right. They had to add a showdown to the end of it because of uh, some lawsuit they were having to deal with. Um, but yeah, I have a, a invite to that, so I don't know if I'm going to hop into that. Um, and I'm debating whether or not to repurchase Darkest Dungeon on Switch. I think I'm going to hold out a little bit before I decide to pull the trigger on that. Because uh, I, I It's love on that sale game. right now. Yeah. So I'm, that's why I'm debating, Jordan. I'm fighting my inner demons. Um, yeah. And I'm going to be catching Annihilation this week, too. Finally going to watch that. So don't get mad at me, Jordan. Oh, yes. I can't. I can't have Dom mad at me and you. <laughs> no, I just I just can't wait to talk about it with you. I know. I, all the rumblings I'm hearing on the internet, people are like, I just got out of Annihilation. I don't know if I like it or not, but wow. And just that alone is I'm like, oh, man, I'm so interested. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool. it for me, though. What about you guys? I'm assuming Dom more Persona 4. Yeah, much more Persona. That's just going to keep going, probably for indefinite amounts of time, I imagine. Just That's great to hear, man. Months That's and awesome. months. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it's I can all just about tell them social links. I'm scratching the surface. Uh, but yeah, a lot of that. Uh, and now that I'm done with Call of Duty, I'm going to get back to Kingdom Hearts. Because, uh, I, yeah, I had started that off right there. When you walk away. i got to get through this all before 3 comes around. So. As if it's coming out this year. I mean... <laughs> Well, either way, I need the time. Dom, I would would be playing Kingdom Hearts 2 if they released it on Xbox. And that's where a single tier. Then you start playing In the Arms of... Emulate it, Jared. Protest. No, I am an honest citizen that doesn't do things illegally. Wink. Uh, (laughs) Arg. Jordan, what are you going to be playing? Uh, so I mentioned earlier that I bought Owlboy through um, the coin system on the eShop. I had like basically ten bucks just sitting there. Oh, cool! Because um, they just the accrue every time you make e-shop yeah you, every time you make a purchase. And I had been thinking about Owlboy and Celeste, and um, 
I just decided to go with Owlboy because, like I said, I've been waiting on that one since it was on PC. Um, so uh, we'll see if I get around to Owlboy. Um, might be taking a little break from Grand Kingdom because I was playing the other day and I just kept fucking the same thing up and I knew exactly. Like, it wasn't like I was I was not able to accomplish the thing. It was just that I was just being an idiot and fucked it up like three times and so I was just like, ah, fuck this game. But it was totally me. So, um, might be taking a little breaksy there. And, uh, probably some more uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Um, and then, uh, shit, there was something else. There was something else. I will say, I'm getting pumped, more and more pumped as the weeks, as the days, I should say, go by about Far Cry 5. I think yeah. I'm really going to love that game. It looks so. fucking rad. The, the announcement of that coverage? Yeah, the, the announcement of the, ar- I was going to have it in the show, but like, there's so much news this week. Like, the arcade mode and adding, like, uh, more to the game after you just completed and, I think it's going to be a really solid game. I don't know if it's going to be a game of the year or anything, but I think at the at worst nah. case scenario, it'll be a very solid like seven point five eight. You know, it's going to be better than Far Cry Primal, and that's what I need. <laughs> Interesting. I never played Primal, so nah, not great. Yeah, I didn't miss out. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I mentioned this on the show a while back. People talk about uh, like. Uh, reskinning maps that yep. is a literal four. reskin of the far cry 4 map yeah gross so uh yeah yep uh blessing Ew. blessing more rainbow six siege in your horizon yeah more rainbow six siege i'm probably gonna start playing on pc instead of console um more kingdom hearts and yeah i'm with, I'm with you guys i'm i'm hyped for far cry 5 especially after seeing all that coverage um the the arcade mode looks awesome and i can't wait to dive into that and the dlc also looks really cool and so i can't wait for that to come out when it does uh real quick before i go also shout out to i don't know if you saw this jordan entertainment weekly revealed like 15 different covers for infinity war i saw that i love that not one of them has hawkeye on it and i was able to roast my friend (laughs) because my friend loves hawkeye and i just like to give him crap about liking hawkeye because why would you ever like hawkeye um but shout out to jordan Hawkeye's dope he's just not he just shouldn't be so prevalent in the Avengers movies. Yeah, so those covers were really cool. Um, That's pretty much it. We'll catch you guys in episode 92. Um, Before we go, Blessing, where can people find you if they don't know? If you don't know me, I'm a dude who makes content for OkieBeast.com. We do podcasts, articles, and videos, so check out OkieBeast.com for all that good stuff. Um, I'm a host on OkieBeast podcast. I also make uh, video essays on youtube.com slash okbeast that's kind of that's what I think we do best I absolutely love making them and so if you like videos or video essays or the rapper xxxtentacion check out youtube.com slash okbeast also by this point you should know who Blessing is he's like the unofficial fourth member of this podcast he's been on so yeah, much that's me. so yeah, Hit me. You, you, should, you should know him by now uh, if you can please follow us on iTunes and leave a review it helps subscribe to us on youtube um, that definitely helps. We're nowhere near OK Beast. They recently hit 2,000, which is awesome. But, you know, yeah. slowly climbing. Subscribers are hard to get on YouTube, especially now with all of the changes to the partner program and stuff. So any subscription is definitely appreciated. As far as Twitter goes, you can follow us at our Controlled Interest Twitter, which is C-T-R-L-I-N-T. That's Controlled Interest Abbreviated. You can follow me at Jared underscore. You can follow Jordan at Mellow Modus. And you can follow Dom at Dom's Oreos. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you guys next week in episode 92. At episode 100, we're going to have like a slight 
graphic slash aesthetic upgrade. Just a very slight one. I'm changing some things, the way things look and stuff. Um, constantly tinkering, constantly tinkering away. Uh, yeah, so you'll see us. So what you're saying, Jared, is Seinfeld is better than Friends? Exactly. Ah, what you're saying is ah, there will be yeah, no blacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa. That's what's up. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm Whoa. joking, I'm joking. Uh, sl- slight refresh to some of the aesthetics here. And, for those uh, listening, I'm black. Yeah, blessing, <laughs> blessing of God. <laughs> Come for hashtag confirmed. Um, Disclaimer. Hashtag not my blessing. A lot um, less funny if, yeah, if I had said that. But. Yeah. Uh, God. <laughs> Beautiful way to end the podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye.